We are back for our number three of CFL Free Agent Frenzy 2023 uh, here on the Canadian Football Countdown and live eight-hour special. Uh, we'll be live until 5 p.m. Central time here. Uh, the free agency window is officially open uh, for the start of free agency. News and deals are going to start coming in very shortly, I imagine, and uh, throughout the afternoon as well. And we're here to break it all down. Uh, this hour, uh, we've got, I, I'm Ryan Coop here again. Michael Garrell is here as well. Trey is here. Uh, Trey, give me a thumbs up whenever you're ready. Trey is ready as well, uh, with a special guest joining us also here, uh, an unannounced special guest. Uh, oh, we cannot see our special guest here on the screen. Hey, look who it is. Uh, Trey, who is this? Ah, this is little Xavier, little Trey, one of my Trey juniors, uh, just woke up from nap time right when free agency started. So I thought, you know. Right on. He, he, you know, and then he can tell his older brothers that he got to come on the show today. <laughs> oh, he's the star of the show. I mean, you're showing us all up already. Uh... <laughs> oh, welcome here, Xavier. Uh, happy to have you join us here for this hour. I don't know if he'll make the hour, but we'll see. What he <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, hour number three, boys. Make sure you stay hydrated. Make sure you get some food at some point throughout the day. We're in on a marathon here as well all day long. And uh, the TF CFL teams are going to be hunkering down uh, also and busy. Uh, we uh, don't have, I think, any new signings officially dropping here yet, but we'll talk about them as they come in. So let's start off in the meantime, guys, by taking a look at... Uh, let's start taking a look at what... The, uh, I feel like we haven't talked too much about them here uh, yet today. So uh, I'll pull them up on our free agency tracker here and take a look at the Lions. What have they done leading up to free agency? Well, let's take a look at the guys they've re-signed. Uh, the, uh, at quarterback, uh, Nathan Rourke is out this season. Uh, he's off to the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they've restructured the contract with Vernon Adams to bring him back for another year. Uh at running back, they brought back most notably fullback David Mackey. Dominic Grimes is a restructured contract, the big thing at wide receiver. Bringing back a couple of key pieces along that offensive line. Same with the defensive line here. Uh, linebacker Bola Combo, one of the top linebackers in the league, he's brought back on a contract through 2024. And uh, quite possibly their biggest signings, TJ Lee at defensive back and Gary Peters. Uh, those are huge deals there for the BC Lions to bring those guys back in. Sean White, one of the most accurate kickers in the league. Who have they uh, brought in or reportedly bring in? Not too much here in free agency. Uh, Nathan Anderson on the defensive line, Kieran Burnham at kicker. That's all we have there for them so far. <laughs> but let's scroll through the list of guys they're losing here. As of now, uh, to free agency or guys that have signed elsewhere. Nathan Rourke's the big one, that quarterback. Uh, James Butler, their leading running back, looks to be on the way out. Uh, Burnham retiring at wide receiver. A couple key pieces on the O-line there. Uh, defensive lineman Obam Guachum, the most notable. They make that trade, sending Jordan Williams to the Argos. Delvin Bro retiring at defensive back. And then Tanner Dahl's a free agent at long snapper. So, uh trey let's go to you first here trey and xavier uh what do you both think about uh the bc lions and where they stand as free agency opens here is this a team uh, you want to see be active today or do you like where they stand with what they've got 
I'm sure they got pieces that they need to improve on, but I, let me weave this before. I'm going to say Nathan War going to the NFL might kind of be a blessing in disguise in a way. So then they don't have to draw five, six, seven hundred thousand on him and salary cap. They only got to pay whatever they pay Vernon Adams, you know. So it could be kind of a weird blessing in disguise that they have more money now to put a team around Vernon Adams. And I really like what they have on offense still, other than Rourke and Burnham retiring. They haven't lost heck of a much. They improved their O line already. I think it's just time to work on that defense and make sure their defense can compete with the other defenses in and in the West, right? Uh, right, Mike? There's, I don't know what else BC can do or or Ryan, whichever one of you want to touch on that. I don't know other than a little bit defense here and there. Their defense wasn't terrible. Their defense was pretty good still. And them too, they were only like a drive away from being in the Grey Cup last year, right? You know, so I, I'm not too worried about BC. I think that they'll be near the top again this year, Mike. Or uh, Ryan, whoever. Yeah, sorry, I was just waiting to see if there was any uh, news coming out. Uh, no, I, I think, you know, I, I, I subscribe to Trey's theory that perhaps, you know, it's a blessing in disguise, but he goes to the NFL to, to uh, you know, save them some cap money. The other side of this is the CFL needs star players that Nathan Ward in the league uh, to make it watchable. You know to have that 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 star appeal in in each market, uh, preferably. But now we get to see Vernon Adams as a as a starting quarterback, and presumably with with some backup help uh, as well. And I, I'm curious to see just how much of a drop off there is, uh, if any, in that regard. Um, I'm not too sure that that changes kind of the outlook of the BC Lions. Uh, we did see their record kind of be around the 500 mark uh, with Nathan Wood out with injury. Um, but again, it's how do you attack the upper echelon of that division? Presumably, Winnipeg, Calgary, uh, BC right now would probably be the third in that division. BC stats when, you know, Edmonton, you would have to think is better. Uh, it's gonna be better, but like, so does that come off of Winnipeg's win total? Does that come off of Calgary's win total? Like, where do these presumable wins go off and on the board and kind of flip spots? Um, to me, something we haven't really seen yet is the uh, the balance of power shifting. Uh, I just don't think it's heavily, heavily skewed out west. Um, I fully actually believe that this is going to be a crossover year if, if, if they're not careful. Um, but again, it's, 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 it's one of those things of, you know, the balance of power. The BC do enough to overtake tops remains to be seen, right? You got that aging Winnipeg team, but it's like that. You know, this is probably the last chance for the majority of that group. If if you subscribe to what Kyle Walters has said to the media, one last chance. Uh, you know, I mean, you're you're a blocked field goal away from being great cup champions three three years in a row. So, you know, it, it's not all doom and gloom. But you'd have to suspect that you know Saskatchewan's going to be a little bit better if their free agent signings come to be. Uh, 
where do these wins come from? Where do the losses drop to have teams improve? Doesn't really look too too good for particular uh, teams. But you know, I've been proven wrong. A lot of chaos can happen. Um, I I really like BC what they've done um, so far, and I would suspect again that they'll be in the running for a home playoff game. Not on wood, health-wise. Yeah, I I really like where the lines are at for the most part here. We have another question in the chat here. People keep asking where they can find the free agent tracker we have up on the screen. Unfortunately, uh, there are some logistical issues where I'm not able to make it a publicly accessible site at this time. Uh, so unfortunately, there is no link to the website. But uh, we will have it up on the stream here and be scrolling through it uh, as we... Uh, as we go on throughout the day here as well, as we're currently taking a look at the Lions. The biggest question marks for me on BC really are the running back position. I think that's a clear hole for them. I want to see them bring in a guy like Walter Fletcher in free agency here. Maybe there's a trade you can make at the position as one of those teams with lots of depth there. But, you know, one of Mike's go-to favorite lines on the podcast over the last 200 episodes is that running backs are a dime a dozen. Uh, and I think we're more likely to see the Lions give a guy a new shot in free agent or come training camp uh, than we are to see them go out and make a trade if they don't bring in one of those few available pieces left there. Other than that, you know, wide receiver, I th- still think they're really good there. Maybe a guy like Alexander Holland steps up and takes the, the Brian Burnham uh, slot. Maybe they go out and make a move there today. Uh, they've already brought in Michael Couture to shore up that offensive line a little bit. Uh, you know, defensively, I think they've got some uh, some solid pieces to build around here. Maybe linebacker. Linebacker is probably a spot I'm looking for them to make a move because they shipped out Jordan Williams because he wanted to be traded out east. So, uh, you know, that he was their leading linebacker last season. That's a guy they're going to need to uh, to find a way to replace here. Uh, in free agency as well. And then, of course, the long snapper. They currently don't have one under contract. So that's where I think we stand with the uh, the BC Lions here right now on free agency. Let's move over to the Ottawa Red Blacks here and take a look at what they have as we scroll through uh, moves they've made. They brought back both of their quarterbacks for next season, uh, Nick Arbuckle, Jeremiah Mazzoli, uh, are their one-two punch at quarterback. Mazzoli likely the starter there. Uh, Jackson Bennett, they re-signed him at running back after he got in for a few games down the stretch. A uh, few wide receivers here in Nate Bahar, Devon Smith, Marco Dubois, and Devontae Dedman. Uh, Dina Boyd on the offensive line. Lorenzo Malden, the biggest free agent re-signing for the Red Blacks. Looks like they like what they have on the D-line, so they've tried to bring a lot of those guys back. Uh, a couple linebackers here and a number, basically they're a good chunk of their defensive backfield while some options are uh, still out there. Lewis Ward, Richie Leone re-signed there as well. A couple notable additions to the list that are pending and ho- are likely to be finalized. West Hills at running back, uh, add him to the mix. It seems like there's a rotation there for the Red Blacks there. Uh, Shaq Evans, the big name at wide receiver. A couple of guys drew the, Drew Desjardins, uh, one of the highest-paid offensive linemen in the CFL, added there. Javon Santos-Knox, Gary Johnson, Michael Wayfield, and Cario Brooks, some nice pieces to add on defense. 
And I'll scroll through the guys they've lost here, uh, you know, to free agency as well. William Powell, Caleb Evans, uh, a wide receiver, a couple big free agents, uh, Darvin Adams, Ryan Davis, RJ Harris, notable along those. Few big, uh, there are a few of their offensive line additions from last season. Also, Hunter Stewart, Darius Sirocco, Ucombre Williams, who has retired. Um, Davon Coleman, Quaker Boateng on the D line. Avery Williams out at linebacker because Jordan, Javon Santos Knox has been brought in. And a couple of their biggest defensive back uh, guys, uh, Abdul Kenne, Antoine Pernod, Sherrod, Baltimore, all out. So, uh, let's go to back to you here first, Mike. What do you think Ottawa this year? They were active so much last season. Do you see them being active here again? Uh, I guess quickly before I hand it to you over on that, uh, looks like we've got some news for Dave Naylor that uh, Canadian wide receiver Justin McInnes going to the BC Lions. So uh, there we go. We just talked about maybe they'll make some moves uh, there at wide receiver and looks like they've got one uh, that started things off already. Uh, back to you, Mike, though, on the Ottawa Red Blacks here. What do you think of what they're going to do today? Following along the same train of breaking news, the Montreal Alouettes have just confirmed a two-year contract for former Ryder quarterback Cody Fitzgerald. Okay, so Cody yeah, I guess, you know, we're going to bounce around to things a lot throughout the day here. I'll pull up the, uh, I'll pull up the transaction here. Uh, we'll find the Cody Fajardo one. I will mark it as official here uh, as I update the list shortly, but let's find Fajardo two-year contract. Here are his stats from last season. Uh, now that it's official, uh, what do you think? Uh, give us your quick, I know you gave us a longer thought earlier, Mike, but give us your quick thought on Fajardo. To it's, it's interesting. It's the, it's the Moss Fajardo relationship. Has that been repaired? Was it as broken as it was? Uh, was it as broken or as unattainable as it was being reported in, in Saskatchewan at the time? I'm gonna make an interesting kind of take here. Being out of Saskatchewan will be the best thing that could ever happen to both Jason Moss and both Cody Fajardo. I think Fajardo thrives with those young receivers and. Maybe is the key to perhaps the Alouettes getting the home playoff game, uh, assuming their ownership situation gets figured out, which we've already addressed in the first hour. Uh, if you missed it, it'll be the uh, CFL temporarily owning uh, the Alouettes and bringing back the president, but they uh, fired or I guess moved on from two weeks ago. Is is an in an interim basis, so. Pretty interesting times here in Montreal. I like it for a lot of reasons. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure about Jason Moss as the head coach, but that's another whole discussion in itself. Um, I would wager that Jasper Trey is probably finding a prop bet for a number of broken headsets. Um, that might be a good prop bet to kind of start things up. And I, I say that kind of cheat. Um, no, so a, a pretty good quarterback, but makes a lot of sense um, as well. Any quick additional thoughts for you, Trey? Oh, this was the one that I was hoping that wasn't true. I was hoping for Jordan, the one that someone would go back on because I feel bad for poor Cody. But it also does it does make sense because again, where else would he go? Right? Does he want to? This is the only place as of now that he has a clear shot at the starting role. Right? Everywhere else would probably be a backup or competition. 
it, it makes sense. Um, and like I said earlier, it's probably like I said, Moss probably was coaching for his life. These are they're big boys, right? These are this isn't the childhood playground where Fajardo's going to be mad because he got picked last, right? By uh, by Moss when it was time to pick teams, right? He he's, he understands, you know. I'm sure he understands. Moss could have lost his job too at the same time and then they're both sleeping on the couch right so it's gonna make sense i'm hopefully they can build something now in montreal xavier shut up thank you sorry but <laughs> we just to jump in here again the winnipeg blue bombers have made the sign in the penny lawler official kyle walters and kenny lawler will address the media at 12 30 so in just under an hour all right, that's another deal that we talked about earlier uh, as a major one. Uh, Kenny Lawler going back to the Bombers after a year over in Edmonton. Um, we also have James Tuck going to uh, Montreal, so at the fullback position there, a move for the Alouettes, uh, according to Farhan Lalji. Uh, I'll get the free agent tracker updated here as we go along, you know, as we're discussing things over the next hour, and then uh, we'll, we'll dive more into these individual signings when we have them pulled up here officially on the board. But uh, we were just talking about the Ottawa Red Blacks. So let's go back to them uh, and back to you here, Mike. Uh, where were you at? Uh, take us through your thoughts on the Ottawa Red Blacks, Mike. Try that one. There we go. For those that uh, were watching on our preseason predictions, I, I believe I was the one that said the Ottawa Red Blast will be first in the East or very close to it. Obviously, didn't happen. Um, but hey, they almost made the playoffs under Bob Dice, who's now the uh, head coach there. So happy for him to get an opportunity. Uh, but it's, it, it's interesting, right, because... Jeremiah Mazzoli, we presume, will be 100% right off the hop from his injury. Um, Nick Arbuckle, presumably, is back up. Um, Caleb Evans, currently a free agent. Interesting to see where he goes. Um, but, again, I like a lot of what Ottawa did. Now, they lost Anton Pruneau on defense um, to a retirement, I believe. Um, so... You know, some holes to fill with some. I just don't think that at this point, you could say that Ottawa's done enough to to be one of the top teams in the East. Now, we haven't seen what Toronto's done at quarterback. Um, that could change my mind. But it's either going to be McCloud, Apple Thompson, or Chad Kelly, unless they start to pull says something that we haven't seen yet. But I just I just find it real hard gonna be real hard for Ottawa to compete in this division. I think they're gonna take a step forward this year, but um that step forward to me I don't think will result in a home playoff game at T D uh T D Stadium. Uh, I think they're gonna be hard for us to make it in third. Um Again, I I, it, I like a lot of what they've done, but Rome wasn't built in a night. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, this is going to be a, a bit of a step a stepping stone process for uh, for Ottawa. And anything I think is better than the way last year ended. 
to me, making the playoffs would be an appropriate step uh, for the Red Blast this year. Do they do that with what Hamilton and Toronto have? I'm not sure. Uh, Ottawa, for me, will probably hold the key to um, will probably hold the key to what happens uh, with the crossover, and then you know Montreal might be surprising um, too. So I don't know. It's it's really hard to handicap on paper here on February the 14th, but. Oh, and all, I think I expect Ottawa to take a step forward. I just don't know how big of a step forward. Here we go, Mike. First thing we disagree on on the day, ring the bell, right? I think on paper, Ottawa can match up with almost any team in the East and maybe even most in the West. Like, I'm not saying they're first. I'm not in the East. I'm not saying they're even second. But I do think they – I don't know. What about their roster needs that much? And, like, their quarterback, their offense anyway, can definitely compete with most in the league. Maybe their defense still has some holes, but I think every team has some holes. So I don't know. I think I think the only team I have real there's two teams I have real big question marks about, and that's Saskatchewan and Montreal. Other than that, I think the other seven all have a fighting chance for those six playoff spots, right? So Yeah, for me, the Ottawa Red Blacks, I like what they've done at quarterback. I think Jeremiah Mazzoli, you know, hopefully bounces back well from the injury. And Nick Arbuckle is a great piece to bring in at as that second uh string quarterback. Uh, he's not the most mobile guy, though, so could we see them bring in a guy like an Antonio Pipkin to be that third-string uh, mobile quarterback? I could see a move like that potentially coming down the pipe for the Red Blacks today. Uh, running back position, to me, is one. I like Jackson Bennett and Devontae Williams. I think they're intriguing pieces if the whole offense as a whole can improve, uh, which I like what they have at the coaching staff here. Uh, to lead to that, that I think they could be integral pieces on cheaper deals here for the Red Blacks. Again, not a whole lot of options out there to improve based on what they've got there at that position. Wide receiver, this is an underrated crew to me. Uh, the you know Jalen Acklin's big name, Nate Bahar, one of the top Canadian receivers. Shaq Evans on a bounce back year, hopefully here is what they're banking on uh, coming over from Saskatchewan. Then you've got young pieces like Justin Hardy, Sayosi Mariner, uh, not necessarily young, but newer in the CFL, making a name for themselves. And, uh, oh, yeah, Devontae Dedman, if you put him in on offense, one of the fastest players in the CFL. And they've signed Quan Bray, a former Montreal Alouette, had a couple of really good seasons there with them before. Uh, and it, he, they, he ended up having some legal troubles and was out of the CFL. He is back now under contract. That's a pretty stacked group at wide receiver for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, question for me is going to be, can they keep Jeremiah Mazzoli healthy and upright? And I think that's going to depend on the offensive line. You bring in Drew Desjardins, who's a big, uh, you know, one of the biggest free agent signings you can get at the position. Uh, and you've got a lot of younger guys here, right? Like Zach Pelahos, Cyril Hogan, Sindon. Those were two of their, they went back-to-back O-linemen in the draft last season. So could we see those guys develop a little bit more there? I like what they've done on the defense. Maybe we see another piece on the defensive line from this team. Uh, and, and, you know, some of those defensive backs like Sharon Baltimore, Abdul Kenne that they let go. How will they uh, replace those guys? Somebody like Cariel Brooks, who they brought in, could potentially be the answer uh, there. So I don't think there's a ton of holes for the Red Blacks here uh, based on uh, what we see on their current roster as there was last season for Ottawa. 
Uh, let's go back to our free agent tracker here and take a look at some news here. It looks like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, well, they've lost one Canadian receiver in Justin McKinnis. Uh, not quite updated here yet, but he is going off to BC. Uh, thanks, Adam, in the chat. Farhan Lalji reporting that Jawan Breskison off to the Toronto Argon, or sorry, former Toronto Argonaut, off to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So this is a guy that, you know, has had some real big injury issues the past couple of seasons, had a really strong breakout from Calgary when he was with Calgary initially, ended up going to Toronto, wasn't as effective there. Uh, not a whole lot of Canadian options at wide receiver on the board. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Jawan Breskison going over to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Do you like it? Didn't hear what I said that. Hey, I, I like the uh, I like the move a lot. Uh, it helps fill a hole that I think uh, is needed in Saskatchewan. Uh, they have a little bit of money to play with there because um, obviously Duke Williams not coming back. So, but again, offensive line to me. How is this going to fit the offensive line in Saskatchewan? I, I keep coming back to that. You can have all the receiver toys, all the quarterback toys, all the running back toys. But if you can't keep the quarterback upright to get the ball uh, out of his hands, whether that's Cody Pajardo or whether that's somebody else, when in this case we probably think it's Trevor Harris, um, you're going to be in for a bit of a long year in that West Division, which is, Offensive line heavy, the way teams have built those uh, offensive lines out west. Um, nice pickup. Let's see some work on that offensive line, Riders. Now let's talk about some of the other deals that uh, we just talked about. I'm updating the free agent tracker as we speak. But tell us about uh, fullback James Tuck going from the Riders to the Alouettes here, uh, Trey. I just want to make note of it because he was one of my two fullbacks that I put in my fantasy football last year, him along with Mike Miller. And he actually picked up, I think, some good yeah, good points for me that one game. Because it was near the end of the year when they started having some injuries, and I don't think they had a running back, so they went with the fullback and he got it done. Um, and then another breaking news, uh, Adam says Gainer's officially a free agent too, uh, you know, on the free market. So do, do the Bombers need a third mask or a fourth one if you count the – the green drop and Boston pizza guy. Do we, can we fit Gainer into the mix? Can he fit under the operations cap? Do you think? Yeah. Do mascots count under the, uh, the operations <laughs> cap there? Ooh, uh, you, Adam, I like Adams just now, Greg Ellickson to Montreal, according to dunk. So, you know, that's the, uh, where was he before? Uh, Ottawa. Right. Greg Ellickson was in Winnipeg before that was in, uh, Edmonton, Ottawa before that and Hamilton before that. So he's getting up there on the Kevin Glenn bingo card. Uh, with now five teams there. Uh, let's talk about that one, because that's one of the biggest uh, free agent pieces here at wide receiver. Uh, Greg Ellingson, 34 years of age, only played eight games due to injury last season, 598 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, do you think at this point with the injuries that he's had, let's go to you, Trey, do you think Greg Ellingson's got it left in the tank here? Uh, they lost Eugene Lewis. They lost Jake Winicky. Uh, to free agency reportedly. Do you think Ellingson can step in and be that number one receiver for the Alouettes? Hmm. No. And I, I, I'm feeling like Montreal, they're at this point right now where I think they're just going to fill up the roster and this might just be a wash season already with ownership kind of in limbo and 
and everything. I think that it's. I think this. I think this is going to be a year where they uh, they're just hoping to that uh, Curtis Bedard or not Curtis Bedard, Curtis Roar comes to the CFL. I got the two first overall picks in that mixed up in my head there. Different leagues. Um, Curtis Roar comes to the CFL, so they get the first round draft pick on him. But I, I don't see a lot happening in Montreal unless there's a huge turnaround in the next month or so. I think this is just filling out the roster, saying, showing the fans, oh, look, we're doing something. We're doing something. And so they can feel the roster. I, I was really just, dis- I never was high on Ellickson coming to Winnipeg last year, even a couple of pre preseason games and early in the season. He just didn't, didn't seem like the guy that ever the hype was all about, you know, especially when you're lining up next to a rookie like Sean and the, the receiving core that Winnipeg had. So he could be he could be fundamental to it i just don't he's not going to be the leading if he's the leading receiver on montreal at by when it comes to october montreal's 0 and 18 like you know i think they need to have more than that well like, well here's the thing i i i agree with you on one point and that is that i think he got lost in the shuffle here um you know when you have shown when you have you know Walatarski, when you have well in last year's case Rasheed bailey i mean you know, you could make the argument that he was maybe the third best receiver on the team at times. Um, but again, health, maybe an opportunity for him to be number one. Um, I'm really, I was really disappointed we didn't have him for a lot, a lot of last year. Um, so bounce back, but you know, it's it's that now we have a new offensive wide receiver for Cody Fajardo. So it, it made sense. The question is, does it hold up over 18 games? I'm not sure. Ellingson's one of those guys that is Mr. Clutch when it comes to second down. And I'm actually interested to see him going to Montreal. I had him pegged as a guy going to BC because Brian Burnham was in that role uh, for the Lions for many years. And Ellingson kind of seems like he'd fit in that role very nicely there as well. But uh no over to Montreal I think that's position they needed to make some moves I'm happy to see them make the moves that they made uh or that as a starting point they've got some young pieces there uh I think that's a good big one here for the Alouettes uh appreciate people sending by the way in the live chat sending us the deals as they happen I have so many things going on across uh, my two monitors here that there is not enough space to constantly refresh the Twitter feed. So having it in this convenient place is very, very helpful. Thank you to everybody who's uh, been contributing there. And the live chat been going great uh, all show long. Keep those comments, keep those questions coming. Um, we've got uh, we've got our guests starting to come in in about 15 minutes time here. So I want to take a bit of a, I want, I want to go back here and take a look at some of the other teams that we won't cover as much later on in the show. Uh, let's go to the Toronto Argonauts and take a look at, uh, at them. We talked a little bit about the running back position earlier. We know there's that question mark at quarterback. What do you guys think of what else they've done so far in free agency, though, here? To me, the big thing is the big pieces they've re-signed. Curly Gittins Jr., top Canadian receiver in the CFL, one of the top three at least. Tavares Daniels brought back there. Couple of guys on the offensive line that they've re-signed uh, that didn't really get into too many games last season. Robbie Smith, the Great Cup hero, with the punt, the blocked field goal, back brought back on the D line. Winton McManus uh, at linebacker, uh, Deshaun Amos, Royce Metti, Robertson, Daniel at defensive back, Boris Beatty uh, also at the kicker position, Maxime Latour 
on uh, that long snapper. In terms of new pieces, we'll see in Argos uniforms. Solera Nurimilade on the D-line. Jordan Williams, they traded from at linebacker. Darius Pickett also there. Uh, what do you guys think, uh, Trey? Uh, where do you see the, the Argos needing to potentially be active today, if anywhere? I think they still – they did a good job, I think, so far with the defensive pickups. But I think at times their offense seemed to stall. Um, I don't know if maybe – I guess it all depends on Bethel Thompson. I'm actually – I'd almost want to give Kelly the keys. I know maybe some fans don't want that or I give him another year and take Bethel Thompson over him. But if Bethel Thompson does go southbound, see what he can do. He's got some, you know, a decent running back, some good receivers. And I think that, um, what was his, is Adam giving us another defensive ad here? You know, there, there's a couple defensive key pieces. And I think Toronto could be one of those. It's so tough. I wish I could. I, I usually like throwing the predictions around, but. Um, I don't know. The East is kind of a tough one here, but I definitely see Toronto being in the mix. Maybe just a couple more pickups on offense. Mike? I should learn, but I turn my microphone off when others are speaking. I'll figure that out probably by 4 o'clock today. Um, no, I, I like a lot of what the Ardos did um, and are doing. Uh, they're linebackers. Sorry, I'm having a little difficulty seeing that. Uh, but, yeah, I know. So, their team, for me, um, should be a lot like the Bombers. Try to retain as many guys as possible. Uh, we've already discussed in earlier hours their running back situation. Um, obviously, they signed Pitt, which is going to help the DVs. Um, so... Again, are they an upper echelon team? Probably. I mean, Ryan Dinwiddie's had them at the top of the division now for two years, uh, and they have one great cup championship to show for it. Um, the other one, they lost to Hamilton in the East, East Final. Uh, people, myself included, need to understand that the Ardenauts are a good football team. Uh, I know me personally, I keep finding ways to discredit them, but when all was said and done in November, they're there. Um, and I would expect nothing different this year. Yeah, I like what the Argos have done. I think, you know, they were a team last year where the big thing for them, they had so many injuries, right? Like, uh, and they managed to still, especially on defense, and they managed to have the depth to get past it. And yeah, maybe they've lost a few pieces here and there at the positions, but they had the depth uh to overcome it and i know there's always the talk of oh it's the weaker division and they made their way uh to the gray cup through a weaker division there but i don't know i think they're a team that has depth at a lot of the positions that you need to have the depth at and so if we just get some clarity on the quarterback position that's my main question mark coming into this year is what does the qb look like for them uh i think they could use a few smaller moves to i guess uh get past you know uh, some of the pieces they're losing there, but I like what uh, I like what we've seen so far from the Argos overall. Lots of news and signings coming in here. Uh, uh, Milade to Toronto is official now, according to the team account. Julian Hauser on the defensive line going to the Calgary Stampeders. So the Stampeders finally making uh, an official move here to uh, uh, undo, I guess, some of the pieces they've lost there. 
the NFL negotiation window closed and Keon Schaefer, Baker, and Dalton Schoen both did not sign NFL contracts. A little surprised by Schaefer Baker after he had about 12 workouts uh, there. So it looks like they'll be back with their respective clubs. Uh, Peter Godberg going over to Saskatchewan. So that's one of the biggest names on the O-line available in free agency. The Riders have started to make their move there. Uh, I will continue updating the free agent tracker here, uh, trying to keep up with all the news as it comes in. Uh, it's proving to be difficult, but uh, we're working on it, folks. Uh, and we'll scroll back through them throughout the day also. Uh, let's talk quickly, though, because we got 10 minutes still. We need to uh, take a break before we kick things off for our next hour here. The only team uh, that we don't have a guest to chat about this afternoon that we have, we've talked plenty about them, but not really taken a look through where they're at, is the offensive line, or not, the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats football team. They are the most active team in free agency, I think. Not really with bringing back their own guys. They, I mean, they brought back, Bowie by Mitchell after trading for Matt Schiltz, Sean Thomas Erlington. Tim White could be one of the biggest free agent re-signings of the offseason. He was their entire offense at times, it seemed, last year. Uh, Malik Carney and Ted Laurent, two big pieces on the defensive line. But the Ticats seem to be looking elsewhere. James Butler, Duke Williams, Joel Figueroa, Ja'Garrett Davis, Casey Sales, Kwaku Boateng, Jameer Thurman, the list goes on. These are names the Ticats have brought in. So we kind of expected them to be the team that was going to be the most active today, didn't we, Mike? Uh, and now we see the Ticats. Uh, you know, what else do you think they have up their sleeve today based on everything we've seen them do so far? Are there any outstanding holes based on all of these signings that you still see for the Ticats to continue to be even further active today as we scroll through the list? Um. Their D line to me uh, could could add a piece or two. Um, as it looks like we're getting news of Caleb Evans joining uh, Cody Pajardo in Montreal, which is very very interesting. I think a very good fit uh, over there. Um, yeah, this is a this is a Hamilton team loading up for a great cup. Um, you know, I don't think they could really do too much today to change a lot of minds about what their goals are for this year. Um, but again, I I totally subscribe to the theory that they should go bargain bin hunting uh, closer to the next couple of days of free agency um, and then just try to fill out their team around that. I didn't think they were all that bad last year. A uh, couple of injuries and quarterback inconsistency which they... Uh, which they seem to have fixed. Um, and it sounds like uh, another comment. Uh, Philip Blake apparently is an offensive lineman going. Uh, I'm assuming that's the Blake that is being referred to in the comments. Uh, Philip Blake, uh, TV Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So the Riders now, Peter Godber, Philip Blake, that's two big offensive line pieces. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm already feeling much better about that team than I was. Even 15 minutes ago. We, we've got uh, Adam jumping back in around 1230 Central Time. We've also got Steve from the Piffles podcast joining us at that time. So we'll get their takes on the uh, defense, on, on the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the moves they've made on the O-line so far. Uh, you know, the Ticats here, they've made a lot of moves. I think 
linebacker is the spot I'm most intrigued by. You know, is Simone Orange still going to be brought back yet? Uh, is uh, or what are they going to do to split, replace him? Cameron Kelly, uh, Javon Santos Knox, you know, basically their whole linebacker core is going to look different this season. It's led by Jameer Thurman, but I think you need another piece or two there for the uh, for the Ticats. Uh, defensive back, same thing there. I think they're, they've let a number of guys go. So, yeah, they seem to be putting all the pieces in place on the offense here, the Ticats do to uh, get ready for, you know, give Bo Levi Mitchell the tools he needs to succeed. But they've been more of a successful team on defense than offense the last couple of years. And I feel like they may be doing a little too much work to trend in the opposite direction here of, okay, let's focus on the offense, but neglect the defense a little bit. I would like to see them uh, bring in some of those other pieces on the defensive side of the ball yet too. Uh, They're set at running back with James Butler uh, a wide receiver, I said they needed to make some moves there. Well, they brought back Tim White. They have brought in Duke Williams, uh, reportedly, in free agency as well. Pair that with Braylon Addison. You got some younger pieces in Poppy White, Anthony Johnson, Keandre Smith to build around there as well. I think I'm feeling better about the Ty Cats at wide receiver and options for Bo Levi Mitchell right now there. So, uh, you know, Hamilton's uh, made a lot of moves so far. I think there's still more to make. And what happens again with Dane Evans is the big question mark on the tie cats here. Uh, let's go back to the quarterback position real quick before we take our, uh, take a break uh, at the top of the hour here. Um, the biggest free agent option besides McLeod Bethel Thompson, who'd only go back to Toronto seems to be Caleb Evans. And he is now reportedly going to the Montreal Alouettes with Cody Fajardo. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Uh, about Caleb Evans to go in there. Do you like that fit of him and Fajardo? I like that fit. Yeah, I like. Sorry, I like that fit an awful lot. Uh, somebody that has CFO experience in behind Cody Fajardo also tells me that they're not sure what they're going to get from Cody Fajardo. If you're going to go and get out, get a guy like uh, Caleb Evans, which is smart. Um, now the other question that I have is where does Dane Evans go? Um, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe he stays right here in right in Hamilton. Um, I don't or, think they can afford the contract. Well, well, that's the problem, right? I mean, you may be forced to outright release him. And, and that, and I think that will happen at some point. It's a cat and mouse game. Better in a trade than releasing them. You can try to get something for him in a trade, but if other teams, if nobody else really needs a starter, then nobody's going to fork over some big assets there. So that's kind of the holding pattern at quarterback right now. Uh, yeah, not not great treatment of Dane Evans, but uh, I would like to see him release, get an opportunity, but I also understand the strategic side of that as well. But Caleb Evans over to Montreal, I like that because him quickly, and Fajardo quickly, seem Ryan. like similar pieces. Quickly, Ryan, if you're other teams, don't you know that that Dane Evans is either A, going to be released? So wouldn't you try to pay less? Oh, yeah. Teams aren't going to fork over money for him. So, so again, if I can get a guy for free because he's probably going to be released, that might be a better tactic than trading for him. 
All right, we've got our guest for the top of the hour backstage here and ready to go. We're going to take a quick two-minute break here to reset things for the start of hour number. What are we at? Almost hour number three? No, well, almost the start of hour number four. We're three hours in already here on CFL Free Agent Frenzy. Uh, we'll we'll uh, put up the we'll be right back screen. Give us about three to five minutes here. We'll be back. We'll be talking with Joe Pritchard from the Rouge, White, and Blue podcast about uh, what the Bombers have been up to and uh, all the other craziness that's happening currently in CFL free agency. Stay tuned. We're here live till 5 p.m. Central Time on the Canadian Football Countdown CFL free agent frenzy back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> 